Uh, Patrick, we're back. We're, you're back from vacation. We took um, we took a little extra week off, which was good. Which was good, you know. And uh, it was good. I'm yeah. on, you know, full official detox at this point. It's. Uh, I bet. I bet. It was a. It was a. It was a very, very good, but very long week. Drink, drinking, drinking, and eating week. So yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I was gonna say you go down. You, all your kids went. Both your kids went, and their significant others, which is great. Yeah, so we went to my. Went, we went to my uh, place down in, in Carolina, and it was. Uh, yeah, so uh, my daughter and son came down. And then there are significant others. Uh, my daughter's husband and my son's girlfriend came down uh, on the Wednesday. Everyone else got there either Sunday or Monday. Um, and then we had the rest of the week. So, yeah, we did the beach, three rounds of golf. A lot of – we did some – a bar crawl. Um, and literally, we were, crawl, we were crawling by the end. <laughs> Is it like – yeah, how is your body feeling? Are you like, although you guys, I mean, you guys are pretty social. Not that you're like out drinking every yeah, day. Yeah, no, but we're you guys... no, like, you know what it is though? Like, there's people who drink and don't eat. Then there's people who just eat and they drink a little bit. My problem is I do both. Like, I eat more when I drink and I do drink, you know, it's like, yeah. So you get back, you're feeling a little bloated. You're like, God, do I go well, to Orange Well, and then the theory? problem is, like, you're there through Monday. So Monday becomes like a Sunday, right? Yeah. And, you know, and then yesterday I tried to be good, you know. And, yeah, but, but it's it's going to need more than a day, right, at this And then point? I'm going, and, you know, please don't feel bad for me, but this weekend <laughs> I'm going to see the Texas-Alabama game on Fox in Austin, Texas. Oh, my God. So that God. should be that – you know, I don't think I'm going to be eating salads and down. down there. Oh Lord, please! You'll be giving Texas a run for their money. All right, <laughs> you. And then the following weekend, we go to Wisconsin, and yeah, so it's uh, September is wow. going to be tough. So, you know, I'm targeting in on the first weekend of October. <laughs> wow. What a life. I feel like everyone listening wants to be reincarnated as Patrick Paolini. What a no, life. You said this last week, and I'm like, no, they want to be you chilling in LA. Oh, by the way, you did say that. You're not in the dark. Um, you have light. Yes. In California. Oh, you, I, are, have you had to shut your lights off and like go, go dark for like four hours in that <laughs> shithole of a state you live in? God, it is kind of a shithole, isn't it? It's so amazing. It's like the greatest city on earth. Like, Honestly, take LA the weather awesome, away. But... Take the weather away. No one would live there. Oh, 100%. Weather, well, and, and, weather and, and the coast. I should say weather weather and the coast. Weather, the coast, like Hollywood's here, which is pretty amazing. Ugh, no one cares about that. Well, I, I, By the way, you know what? what we need to talk about? This is going to be a – we're going to be all over the place in this podcast. I'm fascinated with the Olivia Wilde, um, Florence uh, Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Shia LaBeau. I'm I'm loving that story. It's all over the place. And, um, you know, they deny, well, at least um, Chris Pine's rep says that Harry Styles didn't spit on him. But that was such a bizarre thing. I'm talking about the whole thing. So. Olivia Wilde got caught lying that she was defending Florence Pugh from Shyla's uh, 
alleged creepiness. Um, she got caught via email and, and on tape, basically begging Shiloh to come back. So Florence Pugh was mad at her and kind of ignored the 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 um, the, the premiere party in Venice and. They didn't make eye contact. and Yeah, it, it's Olivia Wilde's coming across looking like just Florence Pugh's looking like the class act here, right? Yeah, the whole story is kind of crazy. And I, I now we got to are you have any interest in seeing this film? I'd like now I want to no, see all the no. controversy. I suppose well, it's terrible. Uh, maybe. Is it supposed to be terrible? Uh, supposedly horrible. Like, you know, I guess I don't even know what it has on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's like. Yeah, it's yeah. it's supposed to be so terrible, but all the all the drama within is really good. All the drama yeah, surrounding all the it. all the drama within is is pretty uh, pretty interesting for a Hollywood Hollywood story. But anyway, so there was a woman on Twitter. I can't remember her name, but she did a full recap and it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, don't anyway. worry, darling, is the uh, film. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is the best don't, press they could have ever gotten. Don't worry, darling is. <laughs> It's a best press. Um, all right. Well, where do you want to start? I mean, there's a lot that's happened always. I mean, we've really had so many topics for the past like five months on this show every single week. So a few things that are, are piquing my interest a little bit. Uh, so the Seattle teachers are ready to go on strike, I believe, today or tomorrow, which will be the first day of school. Okay. Um and, you know, obviously, you know, major school district uh, getting a ton of press. You know, you know how I feel about public sector unions. I, I don't I don't like them. I don't. You know, I, you know, my 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 contention with them is well, which, they help elect. OK, OK, keep going. No, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask well, that. What is it specifically about, you know, um, salary? So, I mean, the, the, yeah, they say all these things, but it's about salary. But the, in 2019, they got an 11 percent increase. The average teacher's salary in Seattle is one hundred thirty one thousand dollars up wow. from ninety nine five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you could debate whether one thirty one is sufficient in Seattle or not. But it sounds like a pretty good salary to me in terms of, you know, you know, the, the school year. Uh, and you know, they, you know, especially coming off the last two and a half years with the kids has gone through at school, this is, you know, supposedly their first normal year in three years, ready to start. And there you go. Teachers are on strike. Right. And this is my, my point. I believe individual teachers are great. I think they, for the most part, m most of them do want to do right by children that they, that they teach. My problem with this, the public, the teacher unions are they don't care about the kids. They only care about their the teachers, which they represent, and they help elect officials through political contributions that they, they then get to sit down at the table and negotiate with. And the taxpayers and the parents have no say, no seat at the table. And it's just it's a disingenuous process. And, you know, they're going to go on strike. They know they can't be fired. Although most states have like so-called essential worker, uh, no strike clauses, but I don't believe they do. 
you, you know you can't all get fired like the air traffic controls when Reagan was president because how are you going to replace teachers? There's already a shortage, right? The student enrollment was 55,000. It's down to 50,000. You know, they, they, as I mentioned, they did a three-year contract in 2019 with an 11% increase. Uh, things don't sound so bad for the teachers. You know what? You want to negotiate a new contract? You have every right to do that. But don't strike. Okay, if you think that's your only leverage based on the contract you're sitting at, I don't know. I just find it once again, you know, the kid, the kids, oh. the kids in this country get the short end of the stick on everything, especially the last three years. Okay, uh, and, you know, yeah, keep going. Go well, no, no, no this done. is this is along the same lines. But I got into this debate with with um, Dan, my husband, and and his progressive, brother, progressive Dan. Oh. Big time. And um, and my brother-in-law, who's, oh, oh my God, you know, I, I, I love my brother-in-law, but very, you know, has still wears the mask, the whole thing, which fine. I don't have a, I don't have a go, you know, do it. But we, anyway, we got into this heated debate about vaccine mandates in Washington, D.C. and still masking yeah. children in Prince George's County, although they now seem to be walking that back. And supposedly, yeah. you know, in the next two weeks, the masks are going to come off. But one of the arguments that Dan and my brother-in-law made to me was, um, you know, there, there's, they're doing this for the public good. They're doing this for the public good, um, for community, and there is no nefarious reason. There's no political reason. And I just wondered, <laughs> okay, well, what's your, what would your response I, be? I wish I was there. <laughs> I gotta get, Dan needs to come on this pod. Oh my God, we would have a debate. That's, it. that's oh, just, that's but, honestly, but, all kidding aside, and I love Dan, um, it, that's just, that's just naive thinking. That's 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 just very myopic, naive thinking. They're not doing it for the public good. What's the public good? What's the science behind that? Well, okay, CDC comes out and says the CDC comes out and says unvaccinated individuals at this point should be treated exactly like vaccinated individuals. Okay, so I mean this goes back to firing all the workers. You know who you know. New York City still has you can't play sports in high school if you're not vaccinated. DC now is mandating kids get vaccinated, although they've moved it to January because they know. Listen, the mayor doesn't want to admit, and the DC council doesn't want to admit that this was a ridiculous mandate. So they're moving it to January of 23, and I think you're going to just see the COVID mandate just disappear at some point down the road um, in in Washington DC. Uh, but it also disproportionately affects those individuals, you know, who have, you know, you know, in this case, in D.C., mostly black individuals, yes, students black students yep. who have who have been, you know, frankly, they got the short end of the stick for the last two and a half years. And now you're doing it again for what public good? There's no medical reason behind it. The vaccine doesn't prevent transmission well their this argument isn't polio is, okay th their argument is you have other vaccine mandates to go no, to school but th those vaccines prevent you from getting polio this does not prevent you from getting covid that's the difference so the only reason you're doing it is for some sort of political appeasement or some sort of political uh you know in your own mind you feel you have to do something as you know, on the council or the mayor or whatever. Listen, if if you got vaccinated and it prevented you completely from getting COVID for the next year, 
I'd be 100% for vaccine mandate. This is what I argued. I actually argued, and I'm not a conspiracy person, but I also argued, I mean, you have to know that these pharmaceutical companies are making like record, pro- I mean, insane, right? I mean, we, we have to be paying so much money. I don't money. know, although Moderna stock prices basically through the floor. Um, yeah, I, I, well, listen, the whole market know, is down. What seventeen percent? I mean, every. I mean, we're dealing with the highest inflation in forty years. But so I, now I don't the know, White I, House is. I felt like it yeah. was a financial thing too. But anyway, go on. Well, it could be. It could be. Right now, the White House is saying, you know, you're going to basically need to get, or they want you to get, a booster and a flu shot at the same time. You know, the 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 actually the White House uh, chief medical person. Uh, you know, made the comment, well, that's why God gave you two arms, one for the flu and one for COVID. Just an idiotic statement, right? Um, listen, kids aren't getting the boosters. Uh, kids aren't, kids under five are not getting their initial vaccine. I think it's only 6% in the country and it's not moving. And you, if you notice, there's no more marketing about kids getting vaxxed because they know they're just, it's just not going to happen. There's not I haven't research. gotten my. It's just I, crazy. I haven't gotten my fourth shot. I don't plan to. Listen, I got my first two. I got my booster, and now, you know what? I, I when I'm out in society now, I honestly don't feel like COVID's a thing. It's not. I think there's some individuals who still want to make it a thing. Yes, I'm sure there are individuals who get COVID and get sick now, just like. And maybe end up in the hospital, but just like they would with the flu or some other illness. Okay. It's not dis, I don't think it's disproportionate to, uh, you know, based on percentage of the people who get it and end up very sick versus the flu and who end up get very sick. Uh, you know, I just don't understand the narrative in some cities to keep it going, to keep it going. You know, Governor Newsom in California came out and said, um, you know, all the winter's coming and we don't want to put you back in mass. So get your vaccine. What does the vaccine have to do with mass again? They, that's what I don't understand. You know, these, and most of them are Democrats. Their narrative about, we believe this in the science might have made some sense the first six months to a year. You know, and then when the, you know, I'm saying when the vaccines mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. But now it just doesn't. That narrative doesn't work. Uh, well, Dan, just, they argue it, that, you know, by vaccine mandates, you are saving people's lives, even if they are, you know. Um, that's not their job. That's not their job. It's uh, not their job. And then the other thing is like masks, even though we only know they work 20 percent, they work higher if you have an N95, but nobody has an N95. You never you see no. only them only in hospital settings. Do you see N95s? Wearing a mask reduces your chances of getting it by 20%, 30%. And that uh, now this is like an argument that Dan and his brother were making is like, that's better than nothing. And a lot of no, kids it's not. Live not, in- not when it's a mandate. See, here's the thing. Here's what's wrong with Dan and his brother-in-law. They want the government to cover your butt. They want the government to make mandates, right? Yeah. Dan can wear a mask anytime he wants. He can wear an N95. He could wear a hazmat suit, right? Yeah, sure. California, ca- ca- and in California, people think it's like a new fashion statement, right? <laughs> so fit in here. Yeah. There's no, there is zero preventing Dan and his brother 
from wearing whatever medic whatever mask or what or or applying whatever mitigation they don't have to go out they don't have to drive if they're afraid they're going to get an accident in the car they don't have to go yeah right so you know do this dan go hiking what's the risk factor on that right yeah so that's where we're at now with this there should no there should be zero mandates zero and they even even to the point they have you know oh we're for a high transmission we're going to reinstate mass that's an arbitrary number based on just case counts that's it right case counts don't matter anymore okay people are getting people are getting covid every 3 months now right 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 they're it's like getting cold yeah Listen, yeah, the, the the whole listen. We've gone over this. I know we nausea, have, we have. But, but it's interesting. We we got into this heated debate, and I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, what your take on like their take is that they're, you know, the government needs to step in because people, um, you know, will not do this for their own health, and that but, they but, there's a but but keep in mind that's a progressive liberal mindset on everything. The government solves your problems. The government's going to give you money. The government's going to protect you. The go big government. That's just a that's that's Dan and his brother's political philosophy that you have to protect people from themselves. They can't make their own decisions. And, you know, listen, states like Florida said, screw that. We're going to let people make their own decisions. Um yeah. Okay. And um, well, uh, this is a good segue. No, this is a good segue to you sent me Ron DeSantis's um, first yeah, kind of ad. like ad, right? Which was basically. Right. Well, it's, he's had multiple. This is the second, very, you know, in my opinion, and seems like many other <clears throat> people who follow the, the, the political elections and the ads seem to think he's hit all the marks with most of his ads, but this one in particular. So I wish we could play it uh, on I here, know. but um, I can actually so, bring it. I think I can play it. Mm, maybe. Anyway, go on. I'll see if I can find it. So the ad came out yesterday. It's one minute long. It's, uh, you know, Dan, Ron DeSantis being introduced as the governor of Florida. And then a woman is looking at that announcement in a diner, wiping the counter. She's obviously a hostess of, or a waitress of some sort. And she turns to the camera and says, thank you for keeping uh, me employed. And then you see a guy fixing a car. Thank you for keeping my business open. Then you see a kid swimming in a pool. Thank you for keeping me competitive or active. And you see a kid going to school. Thank you for keeping me in school. And you get the message. A nurse saying, thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me employed. And positive ad, it's basically clearly how – he and the state navigated COVID, how they gave decisions to the people. You know, they promoted vaccines, but at the same time, they also promoted risk assessment and, and, and self, self decisions. So, uh, you know, listen, there's a reason the state created 72,000 jobs last week. And listen, I don't agree with Ron DeSantis on all his, his policies and, you know, some of, some of the, other, you know, some of the, the, uh, legislation that he's passed over the past several years. I think he moves far too right at times for, for me. But you cannot... So the New York Times came out with a poll yesterday. And okay. I got to this argument with one of my liberal friends. The poll said that the country thinks or believes that Democrats handled 
COVID better? But like that was the question. Who handled the pandemic better? Well, okay. First of all, all this mainstream media has been anti-red state, anti I mean, there were there was headlines going back to when DeSantis opened up schools. Florida gonna kill kids, Georgia's gonna kill kids, on and on and on, right? So so the, the narrative clear. My point to him was it's a bullshit poll. You with COVID, COVID has too many it's so nuanced. Mm-hmm. Who, who, what states were the people from? What jobs were they in? Did they have kids who got left out of school? Did they have elderly parents? Did they have parents in nursing homes? Like you can't, this isn't who are you going to vote for? Dems or Republican, right? So we got to that argument yesterday about how, you know, a poll like that is just designed for political purposes again. And it was a New York Times morning console poll and it was designed to get a headline grab or clickbait that Dems did better. So here you go. You got a Republican governor running for Florida running on his COVID record. I guarantee you there's not a Democratic governor running on their COVID record. Guarantee. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. I wonder. Yeah. So that's why I say it's a bullcrap poll, right? Do you think if that gonna... poll was legit? Dems would you think the governor of New York who's running for re-election against Lee Zeldin is running a pro here's how I dealt with COVID poll? No way. Do you think it's gonna matter though? You know, because it does seem as we head in to no, I don't think COVID's gonna be I know, right? No I one think cares. I will now. say though, in states like well, I think if you had kids who are still in mass, or I think if you had kids who were left out of school, or I I do think the Yunkin Virginia win was COVID parent school related. Oh, well, and uh, of course, all the trans issues in Loudoun County. I mean, that was a big. Yeah, but I don't I think it was more the sexual assault thing in Loudoun County. That okay, was yes. kind of put not necessarily trans issues. Uh, I'm not convinced trans issues are, are, are wide enough in scope to move an election. That's just my opinion. I haven't seen any any real polling or, or, or data on that. But um so I do think there's some individual races, you know, maybe Spamberger in Virginia and some of these others, you know, who are going to be, you know, hotly contested. Just like I think Roe v. Wade in, for example, Pennsylvania and some of these others where you're afraid that if the governor believes in, you know. Well, I think Roe v. Wade restrict- everywhere, don't you think? I mean, I think I think Roe v. Wade, you know, is going to really impact the fall elections for sure. Still, I mean, I think people are still very upset I think about more, that. I, I do. I do believe more on a state level than a federal level. Okay. Uh, but you know, I listen. I think, listen. If a, if abortion rights was historically bottom of the top ten of reasons why you would vote for someone, I, it's now top three or four. Oh, totally, totally. Huge. Right? Impact, it's moved yeah. up. It's moved up four or five spots. I mean, I still think economy is always one. Safety, crime slash kids, school, Roe v. Wade, you know, guns. That would go into the crime and safety, depending on your position on it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I think um, – but that was my point to him. You know, trust me, no, most Democrats are not running on how they handled COVID. They're just not. No, I mean, maybe they're going to they're going to use Mer- the Roe v. Wade. I mean, that would be the smartest thing right. to do, right? They're not going to they're going to try to not bring up their 
you know, COVID. vaccine stances at all. Um, all right. I wanted to get your hot take on. So, you know, there's still a lot of debate about student loan forgiveness of $10,000, $20,000. You have now have Manchin coming out this week saying, you know, he's really not thrilled about it. You should have to earn it. Uh, working for the federal government could be one way. And this is really not that great, um, you know, given that we're looking at 40 percent inflation. Or the high, sorry, the highest inflation rate in 40 years. Yeah, so yeah come your... down a little bit. But, well, I said it two weeks ago. I think it was a, a mistake by, by the White House. I think, um, you know, I was listening to one of the pundits that I follow, who I actually think is very fair and pretty much down the middle. Um, he said, no one's happy with this. This is the White House mistake. So... The, the, those who paid for their own college didn't go to college because they couldn't afford it. Um, you know, blue collar workers, you know, those that didn't go to a big liberal arts college to get a, you know, an, an, an art literature degree or, you know, museum studies or whatever. They're not happy. Well, then the people who have a hundred thousand dollars of loans out, who became doctors and this or $250,000 with loans. They're like 10 grand. The hell is that? Well, like, and a I lot of them 200,000 in loans. Yeah. And many of them are probably over the threshold, right? Of $125,000. Um, well, I salary, mean, maybe, maybe. maybe not. If they just got out of school and they have $200,000 out of loans and you're giving, you're getting 10 grand. You're like, Oh, thanks. Thanks yeah. for 10 grand. Right. So it, it almost has made no one happy. It, Which it is, sounds like it, yeah. at least from what Manchin was saying this week, you know, in articles. You well, see. the polling supports, though, because, you know, po most, you know, most polls, you know, legitimate polls that have come out after the debt forgiveness announcement, Biden actually dropped two points. He was starting to move up and he actually dropped back down back. He had moved up to 44, I believe, in real, real clear politics. He's now 42. Again, not not sure that matters much. I listen. I think at the end of the day, um, it it may be it may be struck down in court or a lot of people. Really? You know. Okay. Well, if I you know, like, I, I haven't seen a lot of messaging how to apply, who's eligible. Listen, I said this: Biden could have had a big home run here. He he had few successes in a row. He could have had another one here. He could have made this about noble professions. I said, you know, if you're a teacher, you still have loans out. Boom. You're a law enforcement. You still have loans out. Boom. Or how about this? If you want to go to college, if you're currently in college and you become a cop or a teacher, all the loans you currently have are going to be gone. Right. Or if you served in the military or if you went to college before you served, then served, which, by the way, you get screwed because you you know, if you serve first, at least you get the GI Bill and they pay some of your college. Sure. If you go to college first, then serve, you get nothing. So I think it could have been for nurses. It could have been for healthcare providers, social workers, teachers, law enforcement, either currently in college, switch your profession, become a teacher. I'll pay back all your college loans. You got a teacher shortage in this country, right? How about solve a problem? The, the other problem with this, he solves zero problems. The schools are still costing exorbitant prices. Right. I saw you tweet. You got, yeah, a, you, you, got, you got a cop and teacher shortage in this country. I, like, 
if you just became a teacher, I'll pay back your loans. Or I, to me, it should have been if you're currently in college or you're entering your freshman year, become a cop, become a teacher. Major in political science or, or criminal justice or whatever, become a teacher and we will pay back your loans. Full. The whole thing. If right. You're, if you're in, you know, wherever and you become a teacher and you, you, you teach for two to three years or whatever. So th- he could have hit a home run with this and he struck out, completely uh, struck out. What did you think, by the way, over the past week? I mean, you know, a lot was made of the press his conference. His speech. Oh, yeah, my Which God. he's now walked back, of course. But- Please. Everything he does, he walks back. That was terrible. It was divisive. It was. Well, it, I mean, he wasn't it, targeting all Republicans. He was targeting MAGA oh, Republicans and, and election well, but, deniers. But, 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 Sarah, here's the thing, okay, with that. Okay, I've heard that now. And listen, I, pl- playing devil's advocate for a second uh, and putting myself on their side. Defining MAGA Republicans as, you know, anti-democracy, radical, is is actually a smart marketing move, right? Smart political marketing. Okay. Here's the problem, though, right? Make America great. Trump won with that. He won with that, okay? And... 74% 74% of people right now think America is in the wrong direction, okay? And 71 million people voted for Trump. And of those, I'm completely ballparking this. Let's say 40 million of those, 50 million of those are not radical right people by any stretch. Right. This was a deplorables on steroids comment, right? This was... We don't like half the country. That's how that was interpreted. The red, the red coloring, the Marines behind him. Listen, Biden's historically been a divisive guy. He's an angry Irishman. Always has been in the Senate. Okay. And I, listen, I just thought it was the wrong message at the wrong time with the wrong setting. He had several wins in a row. Yeah, he's he didn't been on a roll. need to do that right now. Like, what was? I listen. I think his comms people are just the worst. They're, I think they're just terrible. Well, he has been on a roll. I mean, the Democrats have have gotten a lot of things. Well, listen, build- Mansion Mansion let him be on a roll. Okay, Mansion acquiesced <laughs> on the on the on the slim down fake, you know, boondoggle designed as the Inflation Reduction Act, which really was just a climate tax Republican auditing bill, right? Uh, listen, Manchin let him have the win. Um, we'll see. Well, you know, you know, listen, I, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, mean, I, I go back, I have a friend in Pennsylvania who, you know, Fetterman can't do more than a five-minute press conference and then he can't get through it. And I'm not, you know, Oz got criticized for so-called making fun of his stroke. No one's making fun of his stroke by any means. But medical, <clears throat> your medical condition is a prerequisite. And honestly, the public has a right to know if they're electing a state, I mean, a U.S. senator who still has cognitive, like, who, listen, 
there's people who have stroke strokes who do oh, not recover, years, cannot, or never. Re- yeah, or never, and who do not return to work. They're on disability forever. The guy cannot put a sentence together. He loses his train of thought after a few words. He's refusing to debate Oz. And by the way, Oz has run a terrible campaign. I know. Right? I was misstep say. after misstep. Yeah. House, you know, ten houses. This, but, but at the same time, you know, Fetterman. I believe the people have a right to see them debate. Um, we'll we'll see. So there, there's real quick. There's polls that had Fetterman, you know, several weeks back up nine, up thirteen. Those similar polls now have it four to five. Okay. So I think that race that race is tightening for sure. The 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 polls I follow have Herschel Walker now up one or two against Warnock. Um, JD Vance is in a dogfight in Ohio with with Tim Ryan. Listen, I think it's going to be you know it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Yeah. What's interesting though, I read that you know Trump endorses all these you know radical so-called radical right, more conservative you know, election deniers and all this stuff, they win the primaries, but he, he's, he's sitting on a ton of money, Trump. He's not putting any money toward those candidates, but that, but that speaks to Trump, right? He endorses them. They win. And then like, uh, where's the follow through? I mean, and right? what's, what's your take by the way on that? You know, we, we hear now that there were nuclear, um, files yeah, basically I mean, found okay so what do you what do you what's your latest prediction with they that gotta, they know? have to charge him though like now well now he gets a special master which that was a terrible ruling by that judge there's nothing in this and wh- according to legal experts where he deserves a special master i think he got a sympathetic judge because he's an ex-president they're gonna appeal it i believe the doj um and so a now it's going to delay every just means basically this person's going to go through every single thing, right? right. Like against and the see FBI. What's really and, there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not really against the FBI, but I guess, you know, just double checking. I, listen, okay. I don't, I don't like the leaks. You know, if, if, if Merrick Garland stands up there and defends the FBI's integrity, which he should. And again, like any law enforcement agency, I believe, you know, most of the FBI are patriots and, career positive employees uh but you still have some who are politically motivated at various levels of any organization or any institution especially against trump i think trump brings the worst out in people if you're if you're not for him or even if you're for him maybe uh so i I don't love the leaks like we should not know that there was a nuclear document alleged nuclear document document in Trump's possession. Why? We just shouldn't know that because it shouldn't be leaked. It just shouldn't. Uh, but How is that thought, not locked down? I thought on this podcast a couple weeks ago, we were saying we need, you know, we should know what's what they well, were searching I, I for. Think the D- no, these are leaks to press. I think the DOJ should do a press conference or should have done one and laid out the case against Trump. Maybe they're not ready for that yet. That's the transparency I was speaking of. I don't think there should be a document that slid to the Washington Post report and then we see it in the press. There's no context there. There's no like, is this real? Is was it part of something else? Like it's just it's it's just for clickbait. It's just to change or try to create some sort of narrative against, you know, Trump. And listen, there's enough against Trump that I'm not sure you need the narrative. But at, listen, to answer your question, 
we have we they have to charge him anything short of that i know well he's going like- to win and win big again whether he individually his his, his the people he's endorsed his oh gosh, his yeah. um his popularity his leverage his his whatever is only going to grow there has to be a charge yeah you know i'm i'm with you i'm with you i mean but i feel like they have to know that you know they have to know that they have to be doing this and ready they they have to be maybe i would think I'd be shocking if they don't think they have a case. Yeah. And listen, I'm not saying he's going to be convicted. I'm not sure there's 12 people who will convict him or not. I'm just saying I think there needs to be charges. Um, some rapid fire, very, very sad story out of Memphis with uh, uh, the jogger who was yes. kidnapped and, and, and brutally. Uh, I think her name was Erica Fletcher, I believe. Oh, my God. This story is like crazy. And just tragic, tragic story. Yep. Uh, you know, that. And this guy did 20 years for previous kidnapping. I'm not sure why he's out. I don't, I haven't looked into his case or, or not, but um, just, just very, very sad story on that front. Um, yeah. I mean, like every family's worst nightmare, every woman's worst. I mean, just unbelievable. Yes. Go on, but go on. That's crazy. That story. So the ex, we talked about this several a year ago. Um, Britt Reed, who is Andy Reed's son, ex Kansas City Chief assistant coach, that I believe it was the day they won the Super Bowl or the night they won the Super Bowl, was driving uh, well over the legal limit okay. and crashed into was speeding and crashed into two cars that were pulled over. Uh, one car had some some car trouble, and the other the the, the other car was. The mother of the woman who was driving, I believe, a five-year-old girl was uh, severely injured with with severe uh, brain uh, traumatic brain severe brain traumatic injury. Okay. Anyway, he was arrested. It's you know taken a while. It looks like he's finally going to plead guilty, um, and he can serve up to seven years. My guess is he'll do three or four. Don't think it's enough. I think clearly, I think if he wasn't the coach, son's coach of Andy Reid or the coach of the son of Andy Reid. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, but at least he's going to do some jail time. And uh, back in November, the Kansas City Chiefs reached a settlement with the family of the of the five year old girl, undisclosed settlement. Um, You know, I'm sure they paid them handsomely and they're also covering all medical bills all future treatments everything and allegedly or apparently in perpetuity for life wow so um so those those are a couple uh things and uh wow that was a, i know well, anything else um well no i mean we covered a lot i mean there's a lot going on for sure but um those are the big ones i mean nfl starts this weekend right so excited NFL Thursday tomorrow night uh Rams and um the Bills oh, Bills great. are favored to win the Super Bowl uh the the betting odds to win the Super Bowl we'll see okay um and then Sunday you know Saturday by the way college football last weekend I love college football love it love it love it I still have I haven't 
I'm still trying to form my opinion on the expansion, the college playoff expansion. They're going to 12 games instead of the four, 12 teams instead of the four teams. Okay. Uh, supposedly it looks like it's going to be in 2026. Um, we'll see. Listen, I think the more is the better. I'm not sure more is better. I'm not sure 20, uh, 26, three years later, 12 teams. Eh, we'll see. I mean, what I don't want college football to lose is how important each game is in the regular season. Okay. That's- I, I, I advocated for eight, five major conference champions, and then three at large. Uh, this would be the six highest ranked conference champions and six at large. My concern is teams like Ohio State, even if they don't win their conference, are always going to be in the top 12 and will get in. So that, you know, that big game they may lose during the year may not matter as much. So I just hope college football doesn't lose that, but we'll see. But that's it. All right, Patrick, where do people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, Sarah, I'll talk to you later.